Scarpins Audio. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. Tis I, the John Boy, your host, John Francis Fahey, uh, recording a little uh, introduction interlude for part two of Matt Brousseau's The Scum Bunch, the 1986 Mets, where we left you last time. The Mets had just clinched the pennant, the guys from the deli had stolen home base, other guys stole it from them, and now the Mets head to the playoffs, the World Series, and an incident that will make Red Sox fans insufferable for years to come. Enjoy part two of the Scum Bunch here on Profiles in Eccentricity. So the Mets win their division, the East National League. And so it's a seven-game series in the playoffs. Winner goes to the World Series, and the Mets play the Houston Astros. Mm. These fucking cocksuckers. And the Astros, huh. the Astros, huh. Houston, there's a hot shirt going we around. We remember what happened at Cooters. There's a hot shirt going around in, in Houston that says, Houston Police 4, Met 0. Oh, nice. You know, it's kind of a pro-cop town in those days, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Houston also had this guy named Mike Scott, who is their number one pitcher. Mike Scott was a guy who, in normal times, would have been past his prime. I guess it was relatively normal. He was kind of a okay starter, uh, then kind of just, you know, if you're only okay at some point, either you get good or you don't, and he didn't. And then uh, all the one year he works with this guy who teaches him a forkball. Now, a forkball is normally when you, you take a baseball, there's these two seams on it. And if you if you hold it over your, your two fingers, your, your, your index and your middle finger over the two seams, you can cover it the way the seams run around the baseball. So you have a two seam fastball. A two seam fastball is when you run your fingers on the two seams uh, 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 perpendicular. But then you got a four seam. Or parallel. Parallel, parallel. is, what, is what the two seam fastball. Right. Now, when you run it perpendicular, now you're running a four seam fastball. The four seam fastball is a straight, hard fastball. Mm-hmm. Two seam fastball, depending on uh, what, which, whether you throw right or left, when you throw it, if you throw right, it will cut to the right. Mm-hmm. It'll waver. Yeah. yeah you can and throw so, it harder, less straight, and four seam, you can throw it. Is it like a knuckleball? No. Not no. even close. It, it, it is, it but is, these are just fastballs. It and is, then there's it, a split finger. A it is ball. flat, and then it, it, if you're a right-handed pitcher, oh. it, it dodges to the right. And so what you do is you throw it over the middle of the plate a little bit. A guy goes, oh, easy easy fastball, and then it, and then it hits him in the, out of the, way. the soft part, part of the bat, and he grounds out weakly to you. Amazing. Right? Amazing. And then there's the fork ball, which is kind of the splitter, where what you do is you take your two fingers and you put it on the side of the baseball. Yeah. So nowhere near the top of the baseball. Yeah. you got to have big old mitts like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, I mean, it's easy for like not realize this. Ba- most baseball pitchers are big, tall fucking goons. Yeah, big long hands and fingers. Yeah. yeah. Big fat ass. Fucking assholes. Big fat ass. you got to have a big fat ass. Big donk. Or really, or really long arms. Huge dunk, yeah, dump truck, <laughs> anchoring you to the fucking mound. And so, what happens when you it, when you put your fingers on the side of the ball and you throw it just like you would throw a fastball? 
the batter sees the ball. The batter only has a split second to react. Point but, two seconds. But they see that ball coming at him, and it looks like a it looks like a four seam fastball. But it's and not. then when they swing, by the because of the way you held your fingers, the ball dips underneath the bat, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden the guy swings and misses, or he grounds out. And a ground ball is the safest uh, contact for a pitcher because mm-hmm. it somebody uh, will get it. Yeah, it's not a home. It's not going to be a double mm-hmm. or a home. right, right, right. So this guy, guys, magicians. This guy, Mike Scott. It, it, yeah, but, dude, but pitchers. The science of it is yeah, absolutely it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, that these guys hit any of them. Is magic as well. Uh, yeah, well, that's why in baseball, if point two seconds, and then for every like mile an hour faster it gets, it's another ten percent time jump. Like it's it's it gets there ten percent faster. Yeah. For, so you, like, the I, difference between ninety and a hundred, it gets it's, there like in point one five seconds. Yeah. yeah like so, there's no time. You have to swing as soon. You have to like know where you're swinging and how you're swinging. You can't think. By the time the ball leaves the hand. Is it, did you yeah. think it's a thing where, like, you're winding up when you see the body language? No, no, no. No, you're no. watching the egg. You're watching, like, the square where the hand, yeah. the release point, and then you're looking at the rotation of the ball. Like, if it's a curveball or a slider, you'll see, like, a red dot. A slider, you'll see a red dot. Uh, yeah. So, and that's the seam spinning. Yeah. So, the, so, ideally, if you are a very good pitcher, every pitch you throw is released from the exact same spot. Because then, because then the, the 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 hitter has less info to go off. Of. Yeah. Now so he's got a radio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what kind of pitch is this? Or no, or <laughs> or it's like the 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 Houston Astros when they got in trouble for cheating, they had a guy that would tell the hitter through the signs banging on a trash can what the pitch was, and if you already know what the pitch is, then you are miles ahead. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how fast it is. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can throw doesn't 110. Where it is. Yeah, how good even the hits on the trash can equal the time? Like, yeah. almost. It doesn't matter. Like, if you know what the pitch is, any a major league hitter can hit 110 miles an hour fastball. It doesn't matter. Right. If you know well, that it's going to be, it doesn't matter. They're professional. It's preposterous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's incredible and, that anything gets done. And then, yeah. And then there's, you know, the curveball and yeah. the slider. The slider is a fastball that. Cuts in the curve and then you ball. introduce a bunch of drugs. Yeah. Oh god. And, and a knuckleball. That's just uh, the wind working. Uh, no, no rotation. Yeah. And and uh, so this guy Mike Scott had this forkball and completely revolutionized his career and became one of the best pitchers in baseball, except for one little thing. Let's hear it. He also had a tiny little piece of sandpaper. Hmm. In his glove, that he would rub the on ball. his pitching hand, and everybody kind of knew. Weird. And so what he would do is he would have this tiny little piece of sandpaper, and he would take the ball. And there's a thing pitchers do when they get a when they get a baseball, mm-hmm. uh, and it it it's called muddying it up. You yeah. rub the dirt on it because. But back in the day, it was a thing like where it was like they would spit on. It was a whole fucking thing. Right, where then, right. Early baseball was they got like you'd soak it in water. So oh, you could do it. anything to it. Yeah, you'd get it baptized. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> so circumcised. So, you cut a few seams off. So as a pitcher, generally, like uh, you muddy it up because it gives you better grip. Yeah, and the better grip you have, and there's a whole thing in major leagues today where people are they were using like really sticky stuff to get like an even better grip or the suntan lotion or something mm-hmm. because the amount the ball spins means it's harder right. to hit. Right. And then they would have like you know 
if they had product in their hair, right, they'd run their hands right. through their hair and yeah, get it on there. Yeah. Oh, I fucking jizzed on my hand. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so, oh. So Mike Scott. I forgot. Combined with his great fork ball and a little bit of sandpaper, when you mark up, when you scratch a ball like that, it fucking, it does what a knuckleball does even when it spins. Mm. So it just fucking dives. It just goes whoop. And so these guys, they're reacting in a, a, a 95 mile an hour fastball. They're reacting and the ball isn't where the ball is supposed to be when they swing. Right. And everybody just goes, wow, what a fork ball he has. And the Mets are going, he's cheating. <laughs> we see, we, we, you can see him. There's video of him just like weirdly, <laughs> weird, weirdly rubbing the ball up. And isn't, it, isn't it great that the Mets are not cheating? Yes. <laughs> I, right. I mean, that's the fucking thing. Like, they're the worst people on earth. Like, we're all on speed. Yeah, like. All, but, <laughs> but with baseball, we're gentlemen. <laughs> well, they're not gentlemen. They got four French. No, no, French no. French but, French. like, but when it goes to playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like like not it's not even roid time. And their best it, pitcher is opposite of cheating. He's on coke. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's it's it. There's there's a respect respect for the game, right? A little decorum. Yeah, but as soon as if it's like the seventh inning, that it's basically over. We're, we're cracking out the champagne, dude. Like, but like, yeah, really. Like, but like, if you're like, oh, these guys, they drank on the bus, mm-hmm. <laughs> drank on the plane, in the hotel. They blew you dog. They just got <laughs> this guy just came. <laughs> like all good reasons to lose. <laughs> and instead they win for 170. Right. Because days. they are the best team in baseball. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. they handicap only themselves. Yes. But they're universe they're 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 universe, they're handicapped together. That's yes. Right. That's right. Dude, That's it right. really is such a team thing. It really where is. Where they're going like well, I came, plus I'm high. And so is everybody else. I, I've been drunk, dude. And we all fart. We made strawberry eat the okie cookie. <laughs> Santana, you know I don't sleep. <laughs> Look, Santana knows. <laughs> My back's wet, man. Our bus sleep. driver is petrified of us. <laughs> but we wouldn't. Cheated baseball. How no, dare you? Baseball. I'm not a scumbag. Sir. I might be in this scum bunch. <laughs> but I'm not a scumbag. <laughs> So, so they couldn't play the Houston Astros. Game one, Mike Scott. And also, by the way, I mean, yes. just for for pure beauty aesthetic reasons, mm-hmm. the Texan, you know, mm-hmm. 10-gallon hat. Yes. Well, Houston has- Oh, the, y'all from New York City? Houston has the Astrodome. Astrodome. I don't know why I say the Astrodome. Uh, one of the great- The Astrodome is the lady that works there. <laughs> That's right. Houston, the Astrodome is, is, is regarded as one of the great- Wonders of of the world, right? What it had because it was it was the first dome, dome, yeah, and it had the fucking shittiest fake crap like astroturf. Is yes, like yeah. fucking and well like, because they've got the space program there. That's why they're the Houston Rockets and the right. Houston Astros. But like and Texas and is just like else. emblematic of like the these South. That's like we're so southern we don't even want to be in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New we're York, gonna secede from the secessionists. Yeah, New York is the. Only reason why, <laughs> you know, like we yeah. we are so diametrically opposed to everything that's to going to the metropolitans. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, exactly. Like it's there's a beauty to it. We're the Astros because we want to secede from the planet. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. built a space station here. Yeah, a spaceport to <laughs> we, le- secede from Earth. <laughs> we only have rockets because we're because Queens is too close. 
<laughs> yeah. We would be the, the dark side of the moon Astros if we could. <laughs> We'd be the mole men. <laughs> Who knows? So the Mets play the Astros. And, uh, you know, it, the Mets all know. They're like, we know this guy's cheating. But if we lose... This team, like everything, all the fucking debauchery. Do you know what I'm has saying? For nothing. I'm just seeing a commando crawl with the cigarette. <laughs> Shut the book. Camera on him. <laughs> to the mount. <laughs> so they don't quite get there, but uh, game one, Doc Gooden against Mike Scott. Gooden goes seven innings, pitches a good game, gives, only gives up one run. A great game, really. Amazing. Only, only gets yeah, up one run. One run is nice. That's below his traditional ERA. Mike Scott goes well when you had the oh the other innings. The, yeah, so it's probably. But actually, you might be right. Uh, Mike Scott instead goes. He goes pitches complete game shutout with fourteen strikeouts. Mike Scott. Fuck. Yeah. The and, and the first the first time Gary Carter faces him, he goes ump. Look at the ball. <laughs> ump looks at it. Goes nah, it's fine. It's throws chicken throws it off. On it. Gives him a new ball. Gets 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 uh gets scratched up. Carter Car, and Carter after the game. And Keith Hernandez would be like, like is he's not wrong, but it's a little embarrassing. Like you can't make, even though that's what that's what's happening, you can't blame it. Okay, real quick, what do you think about that mindset? Because I think that's like almost like bro culture being like we should overcome bullshit. The cheater, yeah, like 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 inflate gate. That yes. sort of thing. No, no, I, 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 I get, get it. it. No, I, I've thought, I've thought about it. I thought, I thought yeah. about it. But, but the pitcher, like the pitcher in in baseball, is the most important player. Yeah. Relatively to the rest of the both teams, it's more important than any other player in the rest of sports. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they control the pace. Oh, dude! But it also, starts but, there. But, yeah. I mean, what do you think versus Inflategate? Not. I mean, not. It, it's still not even. Not even in comparison. Nah. In your opinion. No. Nah. Okay, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know as much about football, but I know that in baseball, the pitcher. I feel like it's almost the same exact thing. No, no, we're, no, talking, no. we're talking about hand the ball, about no, rip and throwing. No, but Tom Tom Brady. Can but you're trying to get it. your guy to catch it, not to trick the other guy to miss it. Right. Right. Yeah. True. So like, there's no. only so good you can get to get it to your guy. You know, like base baseball is is one. Almost every aspect of baseball is one guy one against on one. one guy. Yes, yeah. yes, true. And with with you know Tom Brady and Inflategate, He's got if if his guys. offensive line doesn't play well, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. No, right, right. Yeah. But with baseball, the variables are two. But it, but but I think even if like guys knew about that shit, and it's like one of those things where you're like, all right, fuck, like, can't we be better than slightly deflated balls? Like, I totally get that mindset. Right. And in the same way, I think like Keith Hernandez would be like. On, well, man. so 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 you mean like it's not like they didn't do anything, and I, and I also should say that Jeff Perlman in his book he he calls up Mike Scott and he says Mike, uh, so were you what grit did you use? And Mike Scott says I I'll tell you about it in my book. And Perlman goes, well, when's your book coming out? What fucking goes, book? He goes, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jeff Perlman calls a couple of his friends, and one of his friends goes. Did he say I could talk? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> he was thinking about my book. It's written on sandpaper. And no one, no one <laughs> said in sand. no. No one said no, he didn't cheat. They right. all said something to the effect of, I don't uh, know if I can tell you. Yeah. yeah. Even the guy who did it. Yeah. So uh, we, will, we will come back to that. That's game one. Game two, Bobby Ojeda is against Nolan Ryan. 
Fuck. Oh. Monster. Yeah. Now, and also, Big old dump truck. Tall Texas. Tall Texan. Huge anchor. Wrecked him like Also, nothing. former Met. I, I believe he won a World Series with the Mets in 1969. He's still fucking pitching. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, Nolan There's Ryan a- pitched for 27 years. Yeah. I had signed Nolan Ryan Ball in the 90s. Dude, and that was 20 years into his career. Fuck me, Almost. Money. Almost. Almost, yeah, yeah, almost 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. But yeah. You know, he pitched he had like the, yeah, And pitching forever is yeah. a fucking... Fluke and and yeah. uh, and and straight like ninety to one hundred. He, he threw gas, yes. and then he beat the shit out of Robin Ventura. He did, yeah. But uh, was he an Astro, Texas? Who? Well, he would. He Nolan. played for the Mets, yes. and then he played for the Astros, and then he played for the Angels. Uh, yeah, and then he played for, I believe, for the Texans. Yeah, and he played for a lot. Of teams. Dude, he played until I was a fucking like youth. Yeah, yeah, youth. and he was drafted. In the seventies, no, no, I think in the, or in the always 60s. always seemed like a very nice guy too. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did uh, he? well, he is a baseball player. Yeah, and he's from Texas. No offense, Texan. But yeah. he, he was Nolan Ryan. I like to think he was a good guy, but who knows? Oh, who yeah, knows? I, who knows? I, know. I thought the same thing about Kurt Schilling he, for a while. I mean, if he probably voted for George W. Bush, <laughs> yeah, because he's because he sat with him. Yeah, and he was also I think George W. Bush might have been the, the owner, owner of the, of the team. team. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's Mike's. It's 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 uh, Bobby Ojeda. Against Nolan Ryan, Ojeda, he's a he's a, a lefty. He said at the, this point, his his arm, ice picks, it hurt. It's so bad, it hurt so bad. He just he he Should struggled. Steroids. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like, but it's 162 game season. It's 180 days, and then you add on pre like the 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 preseason. You had a you know, spring training, mm-hmm. and man, like. I would, when I played baseball, my arm hurt after like three months, and I still had three more months to play. And yeah. and I wasn't a pitcher; I was yeah. just a guy who would throw the ball from the outfield. Yeah, and if you weren't throwing two hundred pitches or one hundred eighty pitches, yeah. and then had to do it again in three days. Right. Yeah. The intensity with which like you would ha- like have to throw a ball and train your arm to throw a ball with aim, <laughs> and then as a pitcher to throw pitches. That where you twist your wrist and your which, elbow which puts a ton of yeah ton of uh, like of, every single fielder is doing it in a way where it's like natural I, I, safe I, I, and natural and, and like, using their, their their crow hopping and it's still, they're doing it, it, they're it doing it ten times a game but it still hurts. it's still with the immediacy of like I need to fucking save Put this play yeah. right 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 so every yeah. single thing the pitcher does is that I need to stop this play from even happening yeah dude. baseball baseball is weird in the sense where. The defense nothing, controls the game. Nothing happens, but the moment something happens, you are going from zero to a hundred. Yeah, and so you have these brief moments where you are moving as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and it's it's weirdly exhausting yeah. in that way. Yeah, they, it's 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 the only time baseball is ever compared to war because usually football is compared to war, but baseball is compared to war in that it's like long stretches of boredom punctuated by like moments, it's short moments of complete terror. It's yeah, trench yeah, warfare. Yeah. 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 It's World War One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we and, it's a game, and it's a game from that time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's... God. Yeah. People that are like, oh, baseball's so boring. It's like, think about <laughs> just the strain of a few seconds of play. Run as hard as you can for five seconds. Yeah, then, throw tell, the balls. then, t- then tell me shit is boring. Yeah. yeah, Run as hard as you can for five seconds and then catch something. Yeah, catch yeah. a moving and then, object. And then throw that as hard as you can. There's a round ball yeah. hitting a round bat going yeah. at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And then it's hit on a fucking weird parabola and you got to catch it. You got to run 
so that you catch it on the fly, mm-hmm. and then you got to catch it in the air so that you can throw it to another yeah. guy, mm-hmm. and then they got to get it there before the other guy who's running gets there. Right. And you got to tap, dude. And then if you don't complete it. We watch with a camera from the sky and go like, "Look at this fucking idiot! Okay. <laughs> he can't even catch." It. <laughs> yeah. It's like shoot! It's like shooting bullets to at each other and wanted. Yeah, you got to bend the bullet to hit the other bullet out yeah. of the sky. It's, People it, go, "Baseball's boring." It's just going like, "I can't believe Neo didn't bu- dodge those bullets." Fucking asshole! <laughs> fucking idiot! <laughs> Stupid bastard! I know kung fu. Jesus Christ! Get get Morpheus in here. <laughs> They'll show you what they do. Game two. <laughs> Bobby Ojeda gets Nolan Ryan. Ojeda's arm is falling off, but the Mets score five. Ojeda pitches a complete game, giving up one run. Damn. Game three. After two innings, the Mets are down four. By the sixth inning, Hernandez gets on second base. Strawberry just murders a ball. Absolutely murders. Like an eight ball? <laughs> no. He just puts an eight ball down in the middle of the third and fourth? <laughs> He murders a ball. <laughs> then he came out and played. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did, it was key. I, I believe this is the... Uh... He murders a ball is exactly <laughs> what he did. So so I, I think I think this is the most... The Strawberry had been struggling all, all season, and he'd been getting booed, which is like such a New York thing to do, to boo a guy in his third season when he's, when he's not like... Oh, oh no! You know not even twenty five. Yeah. You know the thing is, is like the thing of like, oh, we expected more. Yeah. While we're winning. Yeah. That's yeah. classic New York yeah. bullshit. Yeah. He should be doing better. <laughs> Get back in and finish your sandwich. <laughs> it's always the deli. Go back to the deli. The deli, the deli, the deli guy. What? Go back and make my sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Back there. It's a good sandwich. It is a good sandwich. Please go make it. <laughs> Uh, I believe, but I believe this is the moment. Hernandez, Keith Hernandez, is on second, and he he looks at Daryl and he says, taps his shoulder. He says, "Shoulder, shoulder," and that's a sign like keep your shoulder in, hmm. uh, because if you if, swing, and when you're swinging, if you open your shoulder, you're gonna try and pull the, the ball. The, 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 shit. the bat comes with you, and if there's a ball on the outside part of the plate, you're gonna pop Foul it up it or miss it. You're gonna, and so he does this, and and uh, and and Strawberry hits, just destroys his ball. Two run home run murders it, and uh, mm. and so the, but then the Mets go behind again in the game, and this Houston pitcher comes on named Charlie Kerfield, and Charlie Kerfield is one of these guys who are like he's like fucking like six four from Texas, he's a complete asshole, and they're like <laughs> they're like what do you like to do, Charlie? And he's like I like to sit in a boat and just fart, and you're like wow, this guy's got a lot of character. His boat, his cleats are boots. Yeah, he's and he has these big glasses, and he's just like. He's a guy who's like he's sitting in a boat and farts. I just made that up, but that's basically that just <laughs> that, sums, that kind of sums him up. It sounds true. Yeah, it does. That's up. canon. I was I was sitting in a boat and fart. I call the fish eight and words. You know, typical he's stuff. He's just this, like large man. He's like he would. He's he doesn't count as a bully because he doesn't go out of his way. But he would definitely like trip someone running past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah. the situation, if the opportunity presented itself, yeah, right. He fishes with dynamite. Most yeah. of his bullying is just by demoralizing everyone by his existence <laughs> yes. and the smell of his farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm, I'm bullying people before I wake up. Yeah. Just the thought of me really bums people out. Like Charlie Kerfield, and you see just. Mm. It's like he's like you're you, you not having the, fun anymore. <laughs> I don't want to overthink it. I don't like you. I 
from the little I've learned about him, I don't get the sense that he played baseball because he wanted to win. He just played baseball because he was good at it. And, and you got to him, sit half the time. Yeah, and let him just do whatever he wanted. No, sure enjoy sitting. <laughs> this is a, the dugout's kind of like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, he's he, Charlie Kerfield comes on, and uh, Gary Carter comes up to the play, and Carter's been in this huge slump, and, and Carter grounds the ball back up the middle, and Kerfield turns his back, and it hits off his back and falls into his glove. Like, and uh, Tim McCarver is in the, doing the play-by-play. It's like, what a play! And it's like, eh, he, he, you know, <laughs> not that cool of a play. And Kerfield, I gotta admit, not a bad move, Take, gets the ball in his glove and then points at Carter as if to say, gotcha, and then throws the ball to first. And... Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You give him right, finger cool. guns and but, stuff? But for a guy like Gary Carr, this uh, this would stick with him and become important later. That's nice. And I, I think it wakes the Mets up a little bit of like, we don't like Gary Carter, but you can't do that to Gary Carter. We can do that. Yeah, he's yeah. one of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's he's a, our shithead. There's <laughs> dumb, dumb. Don't get me wrong. My duty toilet paper's in his locker. <laughs> I'm going to shit in his pants. But yeah, I put the soap there. <laughs> But no, I think we're gonna have to mesmerize <laughs> Santana. Bring out the slugger at bat. <laughs> you in the hole. So, but in the, in the, the you know the Mets kind of wake up in the ninth inning. Uh, uh, Wally Backman, the second baseman, gets on first. And then Lenny Dykstra comes up, and uh, his manager. Uh, no, this John- is the top of the ninth. Is it in Houston? This is, uh, uh, I, I believe it's, uh, no, it's bottom of the ninth. So they're in Shea. Yeah, they're in, they're in New York. Okay. And uh, Lenny Dykstra comes up and uh, stinks. And he <laughs> just, he kind of, he does one of those swings where he just, oh, it's almost one handed. Yeah. And he hits the ball and it's a home run. No way. Absolutely. It looks almost home, like one handed. It does. It, and, and, yeah. and here is his description of it. Uh, I gotta watch this 30 for 30, dude. Oh, you do, because they talk about uh, New York a lot. and uh, <laughs> Great. And you're like, oh, yeah. You know, not enough, med- not enough media talks about New York. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. This is fucking L.A. noir bullshit. You're running down my throat all the time. Name another fucking noir movie that starts in another city. <laughs> it should be all in New York. So Goth- here. Gotham City. Well, it's Gotham City. Here, I'll show you the swing. Two different things, but you're right. Here you go. This is there. He slapped it out of the park. Starting pitchers, you really this is Ron wear it who started if your the game team loses those games, but poorly. if they win it, you're like, whoa, thank you. Here's Lenny's description. He what? barely swung, man, but a baseball guy, dude. And I pushed it over the fence. And then it went out of the park. I was like floating around the bases. I was drunk then, too. That was like surreal. Surreal means like not real. (laughs) Dude, he's fucked up. That he spells it for him. It's not like surreal, the company that carries around you. Or the night. (laughs) Surreal, the night. I'm surreal of dreamland. (laughs) Dude. Oh, that poor guy! They left that in the edit. Oh yeah, Surreal, it's it's means. a it's a weirdly edited documentary where you're like you. At one point, they cut like Doc Gooden. Doc Gooden is 
not all there. And he's not even drunk. He's just not all there anymore. And at one point, they cut away from the interview to a further back shot, a wider shot. Mm. And he's definitely sitting in like his niece's like bedroom on a child's chair. And you're like, you did not need to come. <laughs> you did not need it's to like show this. It's like scene of Trump in the kid's desk. Yeah, you know? and like, no. He's actually outside of Walmart on the horsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, he's on a little tykes pow pow power wheels. Yeah, it feels like like it feels like a, like a like a neg like a like guys. Like, yeah, we know what he sounds like. We know his history. You do not need to yeah. show this. It's the thing. You go like, oh, we're supposed to be gentlemen on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about sports journalism? Yeah. Can we not? Show he's actually it? riding Santana's bat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so I don't want this to take too long. We got. I'm sorry. Sorry. Can, can we take a break? Do you need a piss? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I did my new one. You said Santana. All right. Uh, dude, I can't help but think about it, man. Right, right, fucking... we'll, we'll be right back. Folks. And we're back. Okay. We have a couple games left before we get to the World Series. And uh, one of them is a, one of the, maybe. Arguably, the greatest game in the history of Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh my God! Yeah, it's weird to imagine that. With I'm so excited <laughs> for some reason, I'm like, really? so so the Mets lose game one. Mike Scott win game two, win game three with this game-winning home run from Nails. Game four is a good one, though. Game four, they face Mike Scott again. This son of a bitch. And they lose. But the team does this one thing where they start. It's a it's played at Shea Stadium. The home team, their bat has the bat boy. And their bat boy gets all of the balls. So they have Mike Scott at Shea Stadium. And so the Mets bat boy collects all the baseballs. With the rubs. So the Mets start collecting the baseballs. And they're in the dugout, tossing the ball to each other, looking at it, going, yep. And they're on TV laughing, uh, even though they're uh, losing this game, going, guys. Dude, dude, the, the shit they would do on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Lighting, like, beyond the cigarette pranks, which is hilarious, maybe insane and almost assault. <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing where you go, like, this is, this is, this makes it, like, Extra anarchy, like mm-hmm. right. like private. Oh, we really fucked up. These guys are like, I'm dying to show you. I'm yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's cactus spurs. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. It's got it's grip not- tape on the ball. He's a skater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to. I forgot to sh- do. Transfer the. Picture of the scuff. Uh, oh, the tough scuff? Oh, here it is. Never mind. I got it. Crime dog and the scuff? So, after the game, <laughs> they lose the game, and the reporter's like, oh, so, like, wait, and they're like, one of the guys being able to toss me a ball. Throw me a ball. He goes, look, here's another one. And so in the documentary, uh, I believe it's the equipment guy, he goes, I saved, I saved one, because I knew, I knew you were going to ask. And I'm going to- Fuck sh- off. Seriously. And it, there's writing on the other side of it. Like, someone must have been like, hey, uh, hey, Greco, 
Uh, love the way you made my balls feel good. Uh, here's a here's here's an Mike Scott's a bitch. Here's an illegal here's an illegal uh, uh, baseball, and uh, and I'm gonna show you both to uh, to both of you now. The boys. Oh yeah, look at that. And so you see in the baseball there's and they said every 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 one of these guys said the same spot on every every, every ball. single ball, and everybody knew he was doing it. They sent twenty more than twenty baseballs that looked just like this, with a scuff. These are the vertical scuffs mm-hmm. on a ball, and when you have that, the ball is going to do some crazy dance. shit, freaky and, stuff. And once uh, this ball hits eighty-eight, get ready for some serious. <laughs> shit. I mean, and yeah, and he's throwing ninety-five. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but the commissioner's office said, uh, "Oh, we, we, you, you need something more." De- but it's like you can't get more. Get the defini- fuck out of here! Twenty balls. You can't get more definitive proof than video of the guy Rubbing doing a it. weird rub, and then the and but there's <laughs> baseball shaving. But maybe he was like rubbing his hands and be like, "I sure like pitching." Mm, I <laughs> can't wait to tie this ball to the railroad tracks. <laughs> No, one of the, one of the most amazing things about like watching these videos of like <laughs> none none of these guys are in shape. They look like just some guy who's really like they all have they all swing with their arms and they have giant wrists yeah. because like they're they no one does leg work. Yeah, big dad energy. Yeah, and they're, they're, like all of the pitchers are like some guy with a fucking beer belly. Yeah, with like a. Dumbass! You're like yeah, they're you all farm boys. You, you they swung sledgehammers in yeah. their in their basements. They're like, oh, if I run a little bit, then I'm a pitcher. And you're like, <laughs> game five. Body shaming legends. If I run a little bit, oh. then I'm a pitcher. No, that's after a whole fucking. War. They're like, oh, I ran two miles. I'm a pitcher. <laughs> I'm also, they're all six four. Like it, yeah. they're <laughs> giant people. I mean, we're just talking about they're doing these marvelous athletic like, events, yes. and, and you're like. Yo, fuck these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is like I remember in Tucson, the um, the White Sox would come and they would they would do their spring training there, uh-huh. and like they would come like ha- like sometimes like half of the team would come to like some of these bars at the the colleges would be at, and you look at them like you're just a big goon. Yeah, yeah, big goon is the the you're just perfect. A, you're a big goon. You're a far like, and that's I mean, this is not not body shaming. No, 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 like, no, oh. no. But it is a corn-fed. Like, yeah, it's a corn-fed Indiana white yep. boy shit. Yeah. We're like, yeah, you know, running is, I mean, it's just 90 feet you're, at a time, max. Yeah. You're the guy that's always um, uh, fighting Joe Pesci from My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. That guy. Yes. It's got, it's, is that a 20 with a bunch of ones? <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yes. <laughs> did, you fall in your, did you fall in your place or someone else's? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Shit. I mean, none of these guys have positive traction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game. They lose game four. Game five. It's Gooden against Nolan Ryan this time. Nolan Ryan is unhit five innings, and then Strawberry. That's so just young Nolan. Like that. I mean, it's not young. It's but it is. I probably peak Nolan Ryan. No, no, no. Hmm. Peak Nolan Ryan would have been when he when he was with the Mets uh, in the seventies. Yeah, and also, but also, like it is really impressive. For the fact that he was able to be so good, even though the game had changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, the, like, and he didn't even get the benefit, as far as we know, as like the good steroids, like Roger Clemens did. Like when Roger Clemens was like forty and like was playing the best, like pitching the best of his career. You're like, all right, he had a little help. 
you know, he had the 40-year-old mind and a 30-year-old body. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Nolan Ryan had a 40-year-old mind and a 40-year-old body. Yeah, and yeah, it was just dude. fucking sn- break, hurting guys' hands, hurting the yeah. catcher's hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, could throw, you could throw hard, man. Fuck. Four fucking decades. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, no one's going to touch his strikeouts. No. It's, it's an untouchable record. But uh, game five, uh, it, it's it's incredibly close game. Uh, uh, Gooden, I think, gives up one run in the first five. Ryan Nolan Ryan is unable the first five innings, and then Strawberry he says, "Finally, I got a pitch I didn't I didn't look at, I didn't let go, I didn't let pass me, and just hits a bomb off of him." Plus, I fucking murdered a ball, if you know what I'm saying. And it's, it's one of those games when you look at the win percentage of a game. It went from the Strawberry's home run went the the Astros had a 63 percent chance of winning in the fifth inning, and it immediately flipped to the Mets having like a 57 percent chance of winning. It's just one of those things that just... The momentum shift. No, but like... like the, <laughs> In the gambling? The, the mathematical equation of who is going to win shifted immediately in Because that. of the home run? Yes. And maybe it is momentum. I don't know exactly how they, they capture this, but it, it's in all the baseball stats now. Pro science. So now it's one-to-one. Is it pro science? No, no, no. I mean, uh, please continue. I don't want to... No, no, no. It's not, but just very quickly, like there is something about it where you go like, the shit, like in morale, there's something anyway, about it. You get in a pitcher, you know, if a pitcher's having a great game and then you fucking hit a dinger off of him, like it changes. He's more likely to throw another pitch over the plate that somebody's gonna rock another one off. And of especially him. if it means that you're tied one to one, right? Right. And and this is Ray Knight. I believe it. Ray Knight says it in the documentary. He says, "If we were tied, we knew we were gonna win." <laughs> right. That's what that that was our belief. And so it's one to one after the strawberry home run, and then the game just keeps going. Gooden pitches 10 innings. In the 12th, it's still 1-1. One to one. They don't bring a reliever in until the 11th? It, the way baseball worked back then... Yeah, they didn't cycle through pitchers. It wasn't... It wasn't ma- it, well, he's in the right field. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, 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 the way that math... These mathematical matchups are done The reliever now. was at the wrong stadium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our <laughs> other guy was in the right field. <laughs> exactly. The reliever was blowing people in the tunnel. <laughs> he's like, he's a, Strawberry. He's a reliever. Oh, he's a reliever. Strawberry looked at me, and I was I'm like, "I'm a reliever." <laughs> so, sucked his dick. so we keep going all the way to the twelfth now. Bottom of the twelfth, that guy Kerfield is in again. Shit. And the winning run is on second, and Gary Carter, who's been struggling all series, is up again. And Gary Carter, at this point in the series, is, has one hit and 21 at-bats, which is... Dismal? Yes. I mean, it, there's no way, like, his, his head... He's batting 50? Yeah. I mean, the, the physical doesn't even matter anymore. Like, getting a hit is just, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Plus, he's smart. <laughs> but he is this guy. a lot of baggage. He is this guy. <laughs> and uh, and I believe this is the one where, where Hernandez, they... Uh, the first base was open and they walked Keith Hernandez and, and Hernandez said, I'm glad they walked me because it shows what Gary was made of. And Gary Carter takes a fucking dude. That's so sick. Weak ass fastball drives it up the middle, run on second scores and the Mets win. Did he say that in the 30 for 30? Yeah. It showed when they put the pressure on Gary, uh, dude, he showed up to the... Yeah. Dude, it's a thing where like Keith Hernandez is still like, yeah, I'm still the leader of the 86 Mets. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's fucking the, so sick. The 30 for 30 is awesome. Keith Hernandez is so amazing. He, there are, half of his scenes 
there's just a cat sitting in front of him. Yeah. And the other half of those scenes, he's petting the cat while he's Yeah. He's a Bond villain. And the cat's and name is Hunch. No, dude, he's fucking Captain America. Yeah. He's he's Cat in America. Yeah. He's Cat in America. <laughs> <laughs> Mets win. Game five. That night, Daryl Strawberry. Come on, assemble. The night after game five, Daryl Strawberry breaks his wife's nose. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Uh, I'm, st- I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at domestic right, it's, abuse. It's, it's no, just it's like, the, did you I, have to? I no, I do have, I do, I do have a good, uh, you know, uh, uh, delivery. Uh, you do have a yeah. good delivery. The timing is impeccable. <laughs> so the thing with Daryl Strawberry is, and he admits it in the in the documentary. He's like, I was not a good guy. His relationship with his wife is young. Meets her when he's young. Uh, they get married. He, he, they have a kid. They get married. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the book, they're like, we kept telling him, you should not be with this woman. You hate each other. <laughs> you absolutely hate each other. Yeah. And the entire time he was with her, they were fighting. And it comes out after this game uh, or the next morning or something. That there, he had hit her, broke her nose. Jesus. And so that's just one, of the, that less, one of the Houston one of the, cops' ideas. Yeah, it's one of the less fun facts. Meanwhile, I have I don't even. No one knows what Dwight Gooden's doing right now. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's breaking his own nose. <laughs> He's deviating his. It's the thing of uh, oh, sticking on my coke. Break your nose. So now the Mets are up three two. They're up three two, and they can't. Lose game. She's six. taking all my coke. Break her nose. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. I, I wasn't even listening. Yeah, she's taking, break her nose. She can't do it. <laughs> That's so stupid. No, my, my, it's very stupid, but also it's brilliant. The, the main she thing, can't do your coke if the, you break her nose. But, but no, by all accounts, she wasn't. She wasn't doing any drugs. <laughs> but also, that. like, you should not be anybody. Yes, scumbunch. Right. To Keith Hernandez in the '86 months, getting married to anyone. Well, there's also that. No, but Daryl got married bef- a couple years before. In the minors. Before, a couple years before. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know. There's a... there's a. There's He's n- talking about blowing people in the tunnel. Yes. He's not blowing... Maybe he is. No. Yeah, who knows? It was the no, 80s, the 80s. <laughs> I mean, gender didn't exist back then. Yeah. The 90s is when we figured it out. And then, we, and then the then 2000s. We yeah, okay. then we decided people were gay. Can't be gay if there's no gender, dude. <laughs> Fucking I'm not gonna ask, man. So don't tell me. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell your gender. <laughs> I didn't ask, so don't tell me. I call an orgy a gender bender. <laughs> All I want is a frog with a full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's riveted for her pleasure. And I'm and I'm riveted. <laughs> it's riveted. Dude, she croaked after. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Spend time at the lily pad. <laughs> Very dumb. Give a fuck with the code. <laughs> so it's 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 game six of the uh, the National League Championship Series, uh, uh, Championship Series, and the Mets are up. They just need to win one game, and they know that if they do not win this fucking game, you know who they're gonna face in Game Seven? That guy, that pitcher. And even Lenny Dexter says. 
We knew we were going to fucking lose, man. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the slurring. <laughs> that's what he guesses. Now, he losing means not winning. <laughs> <laughs> and then he spells it for you. I met you guys tonight, right? <laughs> I like you guys. No homo. <laughs> Somehow. No, Dykstra. <laughs> uh, game six. Mets can't lose. Uh, if they lose, they face Mike Scott. Bobby Ojeda is going to start for the Mets. He can barely move his arm. It is structurally damaged. Oh. And he tells the trainer this. And the trainer says, well, the team doctor's in D.C. So in the morning of the game, O'Hade and the trainer get on a plane. They fly to D.C. He gets three shots in his arm. They fly back to New York, join the team plane, fly to Houston. Fuck. And uh, when the plane arrives in Houston, they're, pl- they're, they're facing uh, this guy. Uh, I want to say it was, wasn't, it was Kepner, I think. It, but a guy they had already beat. And as the plane lands... Hernandez and McDowell come out of the overhead compartments what? and start reenacting a scene from Poltergeist. Shut the I'm fuck. I'm sorry, what? Where Hernandez, uh, McDowell is, is be- being the pitcher and Hernandez is the Mets. And they go, they're back. Oh my God. They've been on the plane with them. Yeah. Hidden in the overhead. Not the entire time. At some point oh, they just crawl the into them, get out and they land. Do the scene from the poltergeist saying, that's the one. That's the, yeah. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. This team, this team liked each other. These guys liked the Spielberg type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know how he won the World Series? Well, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> we like Craig T. Nelson. He was in Poltergeist. <laughs> He's coach. Yeah. <laughs> now the game starts. When the game starts, Ojeda hasn't had shots like this before. Or at least there's so many. And he says his arm. Three shots? Yeah, it's probably cortisone, cortisone or, or something. Yeah. And he says his arm feels like, his fucking pitching arm feels like a sandbag. And he's like, I just can't. Move it. I can't do anything with it. He gives up three runs in the first inning. There's one out. There's a man on third. Like, it means fan. You only. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan on third. <laughs> From the deli. <laughs> they're, they're in Houston. They're in this Houston. He's not even bolted down. <laughs> I'm stealing third, guys. Say <laughs> he's really in there. <laughs> you fucking motherfuckers. The deli guy's going to steal home. <laughs> now, uh, Ojeda, the documentary, is like, he's like, you know, am I a bad guy for wanting to pitch, even though, like, I was bad? He's like, there's, there's so-and-so and there's gamers. And he's like, you know, like, I mean, but the thing, like, are you a bad, like, he didn't tell the team. He didn't tell anybody other than the trainer. He just told the trainer that I'm hurt. That I can't pitch, but he wanted to. He he did not want to say, because he knows if he tells the manager, he's he's not going to be able to pitch. Right. But it's also a thing, too, with what we're talking about, with morale mm-hmm. and demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's also a thing where you go like, okay, so I, I, like, I, I shouldn't, maybe it's selfish if I suck, but also like... If I stay like, oh, I can't do it. It changes the whole dynamic. Changes the dynamic. Oh, he gave up. The team, yeah. Then we should too. Exactly. And like one of those things where you're like, fuck, man. Like, we believe. Also, like, isn't there a responsibility on me to do the right? Even if it's to go out there and then tap out. Yeah. Yeah. But but prove it. You do not, you don't give up. Prove it. Don't give up before. Yeah. And so uh, uh, there's a runner on third. He's given up. Three runs already. Only one out. In the first inning? First inning. Jesus. And uh, Astros guys up. The Astros go for a squeeze play where a guy at the plate bunts 
uh, to trick everybody so the guy in third can run in. He throws a fastball. Batter says he never threw me this pitch the entire series. He whiffs on the on the bunt. They get the guy out at third. Mm-hmm. Two outs. Next, this guy next next pitch he lines out to shortstop. Ojeda gets out of the inning, and then throws four more innings of shutout baseball. Shut the fuck up. Because the fucking the the, this, medi- the medicine like you know probably it, it yeah. stopped peaking. Yeah. He, so, they so, pro- so it wasn't a sandbag anymore. Right. Right. But also that fucking that, ball bag. That fucking you know the confidence of. I'm still in, and for some reason the manager didn't take him out. David Johnson didn't take him out. He said, I still got this. I'm in it. That's a thing too, Fuck though. Shit. But like, like those guys responding to those plays mm-hmm. and with not sapping that morale mm-hmm. because the Mets had that thing of like, dude, if you if there's a fucking chance, we win, and they're all like responding, still firing on all cylinders. Yes, and it's you got it, Kirk Gibson was limping exactly. out because fucking exactly. you didn't give up before. The reason. So so why should we? Right. If this yeah. guy's not, how how dare us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? There's not a flaw in the system. Right. We're we're telling you, even if you fuck up, it's erased immediately by mm-hmm. what we do to correct it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it like that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scum bunch. Fucking scum bunch. Come on, come on. So he pitches four more innings. He gets no hit, uh, no runs. Uh, but the problem is the Mets don't score either. And all of a sudden, it's the ninth inning, top of the ninth. The Mets are still down 3 nothing. Johnson, the manager, David Johnson, for some reason he sends Dykstra up. And it's uh, Dykstra's a left-handed hitter, and the pitcher's a left-handed pitcher. Mm. And this is a thing Keith Hernandez said would never happen today because statistically, the lefty doesn't hit the lefty well. Right. Because when a lefty pitcher throws to a left-handed hitter, the ball goes away from him mm-hmm. in, a, in a much more dramatic way than if a right-handed pitcher throws to a right-handed hitter. There's something about being left-handed uh, in baseball mm-hmm. where... There's a weird angle to everything. Mm-hmm. But Dykstra hits this bloop over the center fielder's head. And Dykstra, Dykstra says, he's like, oh, so uh, he, when, he, when he chose me, I said, oh, you finally want to fucking win, huh? He's the drunken master. Yeah. Drunken, Dykstra is like the drunken master of kung fu where right. it's like, ah, I fucking slapped at the ball and it was, went over there and it was a serendipity. And serendipity means this... <laughs> When he said, "Do you want to fuck it?" Or you will finally want to fuck it. Win. He didn't mean it in like a dickish way. It was, uh, "I'm, I'm great." It, like not like, yeah, I'm like, like I don't, I'm the I'm best, best baseball hitter. player yeah. in California. <laughs> what state are we in? <laughs> and, and the Mets rally, and they score three runs in that inning and tie the game up. Bottom or top? Top of the ninth. They hold the Astros in the bottom of the ninth, and then all around New York City. This game is on every fucking TV. Mm-hmm. Guys are standing outside of bars because they can look through the door and see the game on Times Square. Every, shit. every fucking place in no. New York. Roger McDowell comes in and he started pitching in the ninth. Gets through the ninth inning. Gets through the tenth inning. Gets through the eleventh inning. Twelfth inning. The thirteenth inning. Top of the fourteenth inning, Wally Backman hits a home run or drives in Daryl Strawberry, who had reached second. Mets are up one nothing. Bottom of the 14th, McDowell comes out. Houston, uh, Billy Hatcher hits a home run. Tied up again. Fuck me. Now we're in the 15th. And now it's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys are fucking gassed. Yeah. Standing around. around. They got to make a call to their guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he delivers. These guys are on top. <laughs> He's in the stands. I mean, these guys are looking out of their barb. <laughs> They're like, I wonder when I'm going to get called. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Trust me, I'm Strawberry's guy, I tell you. Any second now, I'm going to have to get out there. <laughs> and then I got to get back to the deli. <laughs> 15th inning, no one scores. 16th inning, the Mets score three runs. Shit. Take a lead. Bottom of the 16th, Jesse Orozco comes in. He gets the first out. Then he gives up a, gives up a hit, gives up a run. Uh, gets the second out. Then he gives up another run. Mm. All of a sudden, the tying run is on first. Two outs. Keith Hernandez walks up to the mound and he says, Jesse, if you throw one more fucking fastball, I will kill you. <laughs> Jesse Roscoe throws six sliders. Three of them are swings and misses. Shit. And there's a story in the documentary that one of the neat, this guy goes, there is a, st- he's a really old guy. He goes, there is someone who was running around the, the lake, and he said uh, he heard just a collective cry from the city in that moment. Oh, he was running around like Central Park or yeah. something. He's the one guy not watching the game. <laughs> yes, exactly. A collective cry because what he the Mets had are now going to the, the World, World Series. Damn, Jesse Orozco Lake struggling. Keith Hernandez says, no more fucking fastballs. You fucking asshole. Throws six slot, just the same pitch, six times. Strikes a guy out. Damn. With, with the six one. Let's go to the World Series. Now, the World Series is in New York City Mm-mm. and Boston. Uh-huh. But before we even get there, the Mets on this insane high, not having to play Mike Scott again, not having to face him again. They release another song. They have to ride a plane from Houston to New York City that night. Mm-mm. And for some reason, United Airlines was chosen as a new airline for them to ride to New York City that night. And for some reason, it was decided that the wives of the players would join them no. on the flight. <sighs> this could go in so many directions. And these guys are going insane. And Frank Cashin, the general manager, says, wives are always a bad idea. <laughs> and Rusty Staub... But gay shit is dull. Rusty Staub, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, a, play, a former player on the Mets, kind of like famous with these guys, he used to call wives cunts. And he said the groupies were special cunts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... <laughs> They're not good people. Why? They're not good people, these, these baseball players. Yeah, the people devoted raising your children are cunts. Are those people that show up occasionally in the tunnel? Special. Oh, they're special. Well, like, hold on. So, for some reason, now, now, there's, these guys are already drunk by the time they get to the plane. You have to imagine. They just won. Yeah, and they got all their wives waiting for them. And all their wives are there, and there's tons of booze on the plane. Even Davey Johnson, the manager, is drinking with them for the first time all season. They let Daryl Strawberry pilot them. <laughs> and for some reason, United, being the first time they were working with them, decided to give them each player a piece of cake for their championship win. And as soon as that happened, it stakes all over. Food, food fight. <laughs> it was, it it was, was steak, steak fight, cake it fight. It was nonstop mayhem. <laughs> The entire flight all the way back. Uh, male staffers were stuffed in overhead compartments. What? <laughs> oh my God. 
This is back in the day when you could do that. You could fit. You could fit uh, yeah. a small gay man in overhead. Yeah. Now you can't even fit. And sh- you can't come out that you say they're bad. <laughs> everybody, everybody was just getting wasted. The wives started throwing up. People were throwing up all over the plane, and not in the bags. <laughs> and not in the bags. There were, we got this in the bag. There were people were doing coke in the bathroom with the door open. And going, oh, oh, turning and going, oh, what? You noticed? It was, I don't know how to shut it. <laughs> I'm not dumb-dumb. Get dumb-dumb over here. Maybe you can figure out the whole thing. Get <laughs> a big old yell brain. Gary Carter had one drink of champagne. That's how you know it was crazy. Oh, oh my wow. God. He really let loose. They came off of the plane. Everybody was... Their shirts, their entire outfit was soaked through with beer. Mm-hmm. Some of the women had, also uh, just Santana <laughs> could be pissed. Some of the women had vomit on their North Beach leather outfits. Oh, North Beach! What the fuck is a North Beach leather outfit? That's what the ladies were wearing back then. Yeah. If you were in leather to the beach. God bless. North- <laughs> a, f- a few days after the flight, the general manager received a bill from United for seventy five hundred dollars. Saying that the Mets business was no longer welcome. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not going to win more. <laughs> Three rows of broken seats had to be removed. Cashin sent the bill to the team. And Dave, David Johnson, the manager, he held a meeting with the team and he said, Guys, we got this bill here. <laughs> Santana, read this. <laughs> he just pisses on it. And David Johnson says, he, he said, Guys, what are we going to do? And no one said anything. So he said, guys, you know what we're, you know what I think? I think in the next four games, I probably put enough money in these guys' pockets to cover this. So fuck this bullshit. And he ripped it up, and everybody yelled, fuck them, motherfuckers. And later, David Johnson said, I just said, you know, their wives probably did it. Yeah, the cunts. <laughs> Listen, did this ever happen on any flight before the wives showed up? <laughs> My opinion, matrimony and our thing really is a mix. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a Pauly Galtieri quote. Okay, let's get to the World Series. Game one, Roger Clemens. One of the best pitchers in baseball at the time. I think he won a Cy Young that year. Uh, Also had a splitter, a split finger fastball. Didn't uh, didn't use sandpaper, wasn't juicing at the time. Just on amphetamines. Uh, Red Sox win one nothing, Unhittable. Completely unhittable. Game two, Gooden just gets rocked. Really? Yeah. He's not, he does not have it. Crack crack? Cocaine, not crack. Mm. What's that crack and cocaine? <laughs> Red Sox win game two, 9-3. And this is, the, both these games are in New York. And so Le- Dexter says, before I knew it, just like, we're down. <laughs> Down two nothing. Wait, wait, wait! What did he bl- say? Blink of, blink of an eye is two nothing. Before we do it, <laughs> still don't know it. <laughs> Cake on my beard. <laughs> <laughs> now, game three, Bobby Ojeda is pitching, and he was the former Red Sox, right? And he says, uh, "I'd rather have eaten shit than lose to the Red Sox." <laughs> 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 you guys don't even know the owners don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> you dumb fucks. <laughs> uh, 
I'm with the team now that knows they blow. <laughs> but they do it together. <laughs> uh, starting for the Red Sox was Oil Can Boyd. Huh? Yeah. Go on. Yes. <laughs> he was... He was uh, he was one of these guys that like in the in the in the in the in the 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 was he a vaudeville performer what in the, the fuck genre of the satchel page he was uh, he was an older black pitcher mm-hmm. a little bit of a character you know threw a bunch of different types of pitches and mm-hmm. his nickname was Oil Can Boyd and uh, the Mets someone told them they're like guys you can just heckle the fuck out of this guy <laughs> <laughs> he's from the Negro Leagues man who gives a shit I don't think he's from the Negro. That's probably what they told them. They don't know. So Lenny Dykstra, the scumbags, call him Whitey. That's that's still maybe one of the funniest things you've ever said in the show. Like, <laughs> how would you heckle? <laughs> call him Whitey. It's, it's borderline like <laughs> the fucking advice Mickey gives the Rocky. I'm seeing three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> oh no, no, it's Paulie. He says it. Yeah. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Good on. Hit Good the on. one in the middle. Right. <laughs> My question is for the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey is played by Burgess Meredith, the penguin. Fido Zito. Fucking don't know shit. So uh, uh, Lenny Dykstra leads off the game. It's in Boston. Next two games are in Boston. Lenny Dykstra leads off. That's the way to go. Leads off the game with a home run. Shut up. First at bat? Yep. I call it a home run because. First at bat. Leads off the game with a home run. And the Mets dugout starts a chant of shit can, shit can. Lenny Dykstra. Shit can Boyd? Yeah, they just start chanting shit can, shit can. Lenny Dykstra steps on home, home plate. Turns to the Boston Red Sox bench and says, like, fuck you. <laughs> the Mets win seven to one. <laughs> oh my God. And they were pissed. Like, also, like, when their wives had purses stolen in the stands <laughs> in Boston, one of their wives was pinched on the ass as she was walking to her seat. Mm-hmm. The next game, for the course, the next game, they had a police escort. Boston fans, classy folks. Yeah. The best. The town of Harvard, <laughs> yeah. MIT, mm-hmm. yeah, other the, colleges, the, the, mm-hmm. Boston University, the, the market, Boston market. Uh, game four, the Red Sox pitch a guy named Al Nipper. Gary Carter, a, a soft-spoken man, says Al Nipper is meat. He's meat. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you don't want to be meat. Yeah. Uh, or mean, cake. <laughs> <laughs> Mets win six-two. Wow. Game five. Gooden doesn't pitch well. The Red Sox win. Uh, Mets are only one loss from the series. Not much happens in these games. Except uh, uh, at one point, uh, one of the games in Boston, <laughs> someone released a, a pile of balloons that said, like, go Sox. And the fa- Boston fans were like, yay. And, like, you know, doing that sad <laughs> clap of, isn't this neat? Pathetic. That sad clap of, isn't this neat? <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the show. That's the episode title. No. The sad clap of isn't this neat? Oh, it's not going up. That oh. And so game six comes to uh, uh, back to New York City. No, what was the score here? Um, I After five, where are we at? So now it was three two Red Sox. So if the Red Sox win game six in in New York, the Red Sox are are champions. 
And uh, Bob Costas says something like, if the Mets don't win this, then like, what was the point, right? <laughs> like all of, all of the, because they were right. the best team in baseball. Yeah, by, you know? by 20 games. And uh, somewhere near the beginning of game six, there's a man who said, oh, those balloons, that, that was fucking lame. And he says, I, I do a thing. And so somewhere near the beginning of game six in Shea Stadium, out of nowhere, there's a buzz in the air. And a man in a parachute mm-hmm. descends, flying over Wally Backman at second base, just just barely over him, lands on the field with a sign that says "Go Mets." Shea Stadium goes fucking insane. Yeah, we were gonna do that after the game, <laughs> but we'll meet you <laughs> later. There'll be cake. Was he naked? No, he wasn't naked. That would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah, I teabag Shay. Three sixteen, John three sixteen guy <laughs> rolled out. He's naked. But the 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 fans are going crazy. The mm-hmm. players are high five, and he gets arrested immediately. Mm-hmm. But as he's dragged down into the tunnel, players are high fiving him on the way there. <laughs> yeah, give him a bow job on the way out. <laughs> that tunnel's nice, dude. He looked at a lady on his way down. By the looks of it, it was actually Santana. Remarkably classier than what happened in Boston. (laughs) 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 Now, uh, Red Sox score uh, one run in each of the first two innings. And Roger Clemens is pitching, and he's cruising again. And he has a no-hitter through four innings. Shit. And then in in the fifth, uh, his catcher calls, or maybe the fourth, but his catcher calls to throw a slider, his second best pitch. When Clemens, he had a blister on one of his his uh, pitching fingers. As it happens, and because uh, you know, the, the friction, the the friction and and the and the, the grip, the, the calluses, etc. Right, so uh, uh, the seams. Right, he throws his slider and it pops a blister on his pitching hand. Fuck, and it's just bleeding, just mm-hmm. nonstop. And they will, you can't like put a band aid on your pitching hand or no. anything. No, like no, 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 no. Because then it's. Un- Technically, I guess it's an unfair advantage. Well, you yeah. can put a Band-Aid, but you're, you're not going to have it's, any control over the ball. Yeah. You, can, you can put it, super glue, but that's bo- legal. Borderline sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> that back borderline, then, Band-Aids? Oh, yeah. Borderline Santana. <laughs> and the slider's the second best pitch. You can't throw a second best pitch anymore. Um, and the Mets uh, score two runs, tie it up. And then the Sox score uh, in the seventh. And then the Mets in the eighth. Top of the tenth, Red Sox score two runs. Bottom of the tenth, Mets are down five to three. They lose this game. Season over. They have That's th- that. They have three outs. First guy uh, flies out. I believe is uh, uh, might have been Backman. Uh, second guy, Keith. He Hernandez, flies out. Flies out. He pop fly. Like, pop fly. Pop. Okay. He doesn't, guy, he doesn't fly out of the city. Well, guys flew in. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah, he did that fucking Dark Knight thing where he <laughs> the sky hook. I'm out of here. That's more like it, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> that second guy, I believe, is uh, Hernandez, and uh, he he flies out. Two outs, one out left. The whole everything. Who's Met, up? Met season. Big Len. Gary Carter's. Up. Yeah. Hey, all right, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Carter walks to the plate. Head full of ideas. <laughs> he's thinking about four across. No, he's not, he's not a crossword guy. Oh, all right. But he's still got ideas. Yeah. yeah. They're not good. He's a, he's a catcher. He's a thoughtful guy. Two fingers. 
He walks to the plate and he he says the, the Boston pitcher's guy named Calvin Chiraldi, who at the beginning of the season was a Met. The Mets traded him for Bobby Ojeda. Oh, I love the ex-Mets in the story. It's so great. And he used to be a starting pitcher that the Mets were like, he's not a good starting pitcher. And then he becomes a reliever for the Red Sox and becomes a pretty good reliever. Even better right fielder. <laughs> but Gary Carter says he looks at Chiraldi and he says, the kid is scared. And later, Chiraldi would say, Gary Carter can suck my ass. <laughs> Wait, what kid is scared? He's talking about Chiraldi. Because he was a kid at that time. Oh, God. Gary Carter says Chiraldi's Yeah, scared. he says Chiraldi, the kid is scared. Chiraldi says Gary Carter can suck my ass. But Chiraldi's the catcher, right? You know, he's the pitcher. He's, oh. face, he's facing Carter. He's facing okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, Carter, I, <laughs> Gary Carter can suck my ass. There's, uh, there's a couple pitches in striker ball, and, but the Mets scoreboard accidentally, they had already, like... When these games are happening, you have graphics loaded up. Yeah. Someone accidentally hits a button, and Ed, during Gary Carter's at bat, when he's standing, just walking around between pitches, the scoreboard blinks, congratulations, Red Sox. What? Then he, yeah. he hulks out. <laughs> and so Gary Carter says, oh, fuck, fuck this. I'm always angry. He hits a single, gets a single, gets on. Uh, uh, he high fives the first base coach, or they didn't high five; they did a two finger thing. But whatever, because he only got two. Yeah, and he says, <laughs> he, he says to the first base coach, he says, "I'll be damned if I'm making the last fucking out in this World Series." And then there's an announcement made over the PA system that uh, one of the Red Sox pitchers had won the MVP. Oh, you're fucking shitting me! I swear to God. So they got graphics. Yeah. And announcements. Yeah. This is some Everybody, everybody's shit. chopped. Yeah. Meanwhile, to the gills. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hernandez, Game's still gone? Oh. <laughs> Hernandez, who already made it out, and a bunch of people already in the clubhouse because they're like, I don't want to fucking be out there and watch and see this loss. Kevin Mitchell is one of those guys, rookie. He's like, fuck this, this sucks. And then one of the coaches runs in and goes, Mitchell, you're hitting now. You're pinch hitting. Get up, yeah. Kevin Mitchell in the clubhouse, two outs in the World Series, goes, I'm coked up, though. Only in his jock strap. No, not, he wasn't a drug user. He goes, oh, <laughs> fuck. He runs out there. In only his jockstrap and cleats. He hits a single. He gets the first base. He says the first base coach, I'll be damned if I'm making the last fucking out in this world. <laughs> he hits that single. Hernandez is in the clubhouse with a bunch of guys. Now, the Mets, I forgot to tell you this. The Mets introduced the idea of the rally cap, which really buzzed some people off. Oh, the year. inside out. So, so the, describe. The rally cap is a thing that if your team is losing and you think you might have some momentum with you, you take your hat, and you do something weird with it. Yeah. So maybe you, maybe you put it upside down. One of the things they did was they put a baseball on, and they said, this is the baseball hat. The Amish one was, you put it inside out. The, uh, the, the, uh, there was one where they tucked the hat into their belt, and they all did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And other teams, this is how lame people were, they were like, a bunch of cocky bastards, how dare they? It's like, you guys are winning. Why are you angry at them? Cocky? Yeah. What the fuck is cocky but, about it? Because they thought they were going to win if they changed their hats. Yeah. It's, it, again, we're, we're talking about people who call people dumb-dumb. Yeah, I mean, because they're smart. honestly, the thing, like, the team throwing the Hail Mary is cocky. No, this is their the last, mother of God. Their last prayer. And so the Mets cocky had, assholes. The Mets had this, you know, they're like, there was a, uh, uh, we'll do this thing, and it's a, a... The bare minimum we can do. 
put our hats inside right, out. Right, right. Show up, stay in the dugout. Yeah, honestly, you know, setting the guy's shoes on fire took a lot more effort, but we'll do this. But Hernandez and these guys are in the dugout. Mitchell uh, gets on, on base, and they have two guys on base, two singles, and, and Hernandez goes, holy shit, guys, everybody stop what you're doing. Stay exactly where you are in the clubhouse. And Hernandez says, he's like, you know, he also says, I'm really embarrassed with myself that I was even in the clubhouse. I should have been out there on the dugout watching it, but I just, I couldn't do it. I just love partying, man. I don't know. <laughs> but so everybody, everybody had to, there were two guys who had football helmets on who were headbutting each other before, <laughs> before the, the, before Mitchell got on base, because they were probably already drinking. They had to keep the helmets on. Don't change anything. Don't it's change super, anything. Superstition. It's, yeah. It's Amazing. The, the, yeah. Don't. Don't change his thing. So, Daryl, keep blowing. After Mitchell, next guy hits a single. Guy from second scores. Now it's five to four. And the uh, Red Sox manager brings in a new pitcher. This guy, Bob Stanley. And uh, one of these guys, not Bo Burnham, <laughs> Bill Burr. Bill Burr is on the documentary briefly because of Boston. And he's like, yeah, you, you ever see a guy like, Fucking like never worked out. <laughs> Fucking never did a sit up. <laughs> Big ass. This guy's coming in to close the game. Uh, <laughs> make way for Bob Stanley. <laughs> and Bob Stanley was like, again, a guy who's probably like 6'3. He looks like your fucking drunk uncle at anywhere. <laughs> Got gin blossoms. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a hat so no one knows he's balding. <laughs> Ed <laughs> slept in the garden. He slept in the garden. Slept in the garden. so private, Bob, public. Uh, Mookie Mookie Wilson is up and fouls off a bunch. It gets two strikes on. Fouls off a fuck ton of pitches, a bunch of pitches, and he's still up. Bob Stanley throws this. What it was his palm ball, which is a really slow pitch. Gets out of his hand. Catcher can't stop it. Goes to the backstop. Uh, next guy comes in. The game is now. The game is tied. The Mets go from two outs, no one on base. Two what, runs. What down. inning is this? This is the uh, this is the tenth, bottom ten. Bottom ten. They go from three outs to they're done to one out. They're done. No one on base. Down two runs. Now the game is tied. And bases Bo- are bottom ten, and they they, have a, and they have a man on second and first. And Mookie Wilson is up, and he's just been fouled. There were 16 pitches in this inning that could have ended in the final out of the World Series. And Mookie Wilson probably fouled off 10 of them. (laughs) And then this happens. And uh, there's a whole Bill Buckner thing, which we can talk about on the Patreon. Oh, sorry. All right. You got to both see this. So this is... The last pitch to Mookie Wilson, Game Six, the nineteen eighty six World Series. Bill Buckner's first base. Bill Buckner's at first base, and he's not normally at first base. Bill Buckner was an amazing athlete, mm-hmm. one of the one of the incredible record, one of the mm-hmm. great major league baseball players who just hit his body was just destroyed over years of injuries. Mm-hmm. Should not have been out there, mm-hmm. uh, but his manager put him out there because he's like, oh, I want him out there when we win. And it, that's really that was why. Yeah, and and the Mets. And Boston had plenty of opportunities to seal this game up before sure. this most famous of plays. And the assuredness of... I want him out there when we win. Well, the, the, it was the second worst 
uh, decision in the history of the World Series. And the first one was leaving in the pitcher after he gave up two singles mm. to give up a third single mm. uh, in this inning. And this and, is the giant Mook with the And this is ass. Mookie Wilson with the last pitch of his at-bat. And Game 6, 1986 World Series. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. Ray Knight uh, uh, touched home. And he said he, he, he jumped so hard on home that he hurt his back. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. George R. R. Martin's in the stands. Wait, George R. R. Martin? He's Not- in the stands. And he says, he's like... This inspired me. He's like, it's the collective... There's only so many times in your life you have a moment where you're in a crowd and every single person has this moment, this collective feeling of euphoria. Mm. Right. And that's the thing about, like, you watching sports where sometimes that... Oh, yeah. You kind of go for that, really. Mm -hmm. Like, with the moment where, like... There's no, there's no way to describe it other than there's 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people. All on the same frequency. And... Something insane happens. Yeah, yeah. the most positive the intoxication thing of, your, of uh, yeah. yes, and yeah, a lot of this stuff like you know in you know his writing thing. It's like the like mm-hmm. if you're watching the battle, battle of the bastards, battle of the bastards like right. that sort of thing where you're like, oh my fucking god, mm-hmm. it's that sort of thing playing out. Follow but, your king, but also it's like you know showing the danger of it with like you know stuff like you know like, <laughs> look what happened to Puckner. <laughs> no, just like <laughs> the thing of like, well, I mean that is even a thing where like. If you're fucking like died in the wall Red Sox fan, you're going like Bill Buckner got the rawest deal of all time. Well, they didn't for years. It, no, but they should not have. Until they should they have won again. No, they but they should. They, they should. Have. They always should have. They yes, always should. Of have. course. They, they always, said they blame Babe, the curse of Babe Ruth. Is, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like for a like, hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Like suck my fucking. Like Babe Ruth gave a shit. He fucking won tons of World Series. Why the fuck would he give a shit about? He, like, like, like Mets fans. Like in my opinion, this is the difference. Is that like. Red Sox fans want a scapegoat. Mets fans are like, we lose as a fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, we, and if we lose, we'll do that together too. Yeah. <laughs> and we also know it's kind of the program. <laughs> like, it's sort yeah. of what we do. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of your Babe Ruth. Yeah. Give us a shit. So, Mets win that game. Uh, the next day, Bobby Ojeda sees the Red Sox management, uh, the owners, uh, on their way to the uh, disassembled uh, the uh, the elevator, and he says, "Fuck you and eat shit, assholes." There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing glorious. No. There's no poignant. No. And then he says, "You know what? You're going to lose tomorrow too." And the way the game started out, the Red Sox actually. It's Game Seven of the World Series. Either team can win yeah. the World Series. Could have been another whole game. They still focus on Buckner, right? Red, exactly. Red. I mean, and exact the, perfect point. And the Red Sox take the lead in the series. The Mets come back. Come back. I believe Chiraldi comes in, gives him a couple of other hits. <laughs> Most of them in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Football Mets banging on. each other like <laughs> the, the Bud Light bottles. Hats inside out on their cocks. But but it's it, it's one of the, it's one of the things like the Mets the Mets oh, knew, nice. they all knew that we are not. Once going we're to tied, we're gonna game. win. Yeah. We're not even. But even like that game after if they come back in the game six, they knew the moment the momentum shifts at all. Even though we're losing in game seven, the moment the momentum shifts, we're gonna these guys mm-hmm. can't do it. And the Mets come back and they win, uh, game seven. They win the World Series. It's insane mayhem. 
they all have an amazing time that night. For some reason, the victory parade is scheduled for the next morning. None, they're all puking cake up on the floats. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wives oh, in a plane. Yeah. Ojeda goes out with Hernandez, and they have an insane time. Go back to Hernandez's place. They wake up at like 10 in the morning going, I miss that. Oh, the, we're supposed to be at the stadium at 8. The parade's already started. Mm-hmm. They drive to where the parade is. They can't get anywhere near it. All of these Mets fans go, oh, you guys. You they, got, they start, they get. Mosh pitting them up. They crowd surfing them. To the point where there's a, a fence that's separating them from the parade. The Mets fans push them over the fence. Oh, it's like the fucking, uh, the walkers in, in um, <laughs> again, Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's where George R. R. Martin got the fucking human bridge. Yeah. Yeah. They make it to the parade. They're on the parade. There are 2.2 million people there to watch it. Jesus. And the only two person, Mets. The only person person missing is Dwight Gooden, who later reveals that he watched the parade from his dealer's house. In a cage. And he said it was one of the worst. It's like Ugh. he's like, you can't redo it. His TV sucked. There was fruit thrown at it. Dude, what but like what the fuck was that about? He was up all night. He said after the world They all were though. After, yeah, but he was at his deal. He went he he's a he's a lonely cocaine. After the World Series, Dwight Gooden made two calls that night. One to his father to celebrate. The next call was to his dealer. And he spent the entire time there. And missed the uh. parade for the team. In fairness, the rest of them almost did too. But they missed it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We'll do that together too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll miss the parade together too. And that's the the team would eventually, right night, wouldn't be resigned. He would be traded. Uh, that uh, that the would go on to be the greatest baseball team of all time. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of the. What, in the Watchmen universe? They, yeah, they would slowly be ripped Dr. apart. Dr. Manhattan is pitcher. It was 86, wasn't it? 85, yeah. Uh, 85. And uh, the Mets uh, have not won a World Series. Since. God, that's a great story, dude! Phenomenal. It's God, that's fun. Baseball just lends itself so. I mean, more than any other sport I mean, because of the one-on-one nature. Of yeah, it. I mean, you like chess is is also cinematic because boxing. Yeah, but baseball just has like these moment, like pauses, that, moments of reflection that are just so. Uh, uh, conducive to narrative and, and yeah. And, and, yeah. And oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think like again, like. You know, there's people going like, oh, it's boring. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> soccer is like the biggest sport in dude, the world. Soccer's boring. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. I'm sorry. Dude, I went to a World Cup game that was ended 0 0. Yeah. I, it was, over. It was still, it was still very thrilling. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, I watched but, a 0 0 game. Like I mean, a weeks they're, ago. they're great athletes. No, it's just, it's different. It's just, it's just. It's the most popular one. No, but also there is a thing there too, where it is kind of a little bit emblematic of what we were saying with like nonviolent battle of the bastards. Yeah. Or like, everybody's, you know, trying their best, but like. Try to use your hands. Well, no, but a lot of this is you have, once you understand the nuance of it. Of course. I'm speaking out of pure ignorance and judgment. An old friend of mine, Frank, he, he, people are like, why do you like baseball? And he goes, every time you watch a game, you have an opportunity to see a thing that has never happened before in the history of baseball. 
Hmm. And this is a game that is over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, I guess it seems almost like turbo nerdy too because like, yeah, the analytics that have gone into it. Certainly, yeah. yeah because yeah. it's also a thing where like those guys can be working like after each play. Mm-hmm. Like while that guy's resting, mm-hmm. thinking about running to second, mm-hmm. right. the guy is already being like, okay, so this is a guy that got on base and blah, blah, blah. And the yeah. last time he faced this guy with one man on and with the lefty, exactly. and he was two down in the count. Yeah, it so. takes a lot of the, the, the humanity out. Of it. Right, mm-hmm. but it also... But it does, it still adds to the richness of the game. True, true. It's true. like play, It's like two computers playing chess. Mm-hmm. I mean, chess is... At this point, they're already They basically are, yeah. but... Yeah. But it, it is still a great... A great game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a lot of it, you know, is that one-on-one shit and the mystique of it, you know, that's still so alluring is the thing we were talking about with, like, momentum mm-hmm. and superstition and morale and all that type of shit. And, and it being one-on-one until it isn't. Right. Right? It's it's pitcher-batter until it's not. And then right. It, and then it's everybody right. backing the right. pitcher up, and then it's all the batters backing the last batter up. But even right. in a right. way, isn't it still kind of one on one in those times? Where like you're running towards the third baseman. In yeah. That, in that way, it's sure, still sure. it right. still takes it's, on some. There's a whole microcosm, macrocosm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like it, there's there's something to it, but uh, and people will check all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time this person's faced this person defensively, oh yeah, yeah they've yeah. reacted this way. Like, it's incredible, you know, but that it like is. I mean, I think almost the last debauched season. Yeah, yeah like, like, oh, like, as like, far as we know. certainly, certainly victory. I mean, the 04 yeah. Red Sox were, were, were drunks, but I don't think they were as interesting as the. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Uh, those guys were like. It was a thing where I remember my dad as a Mets fan. My dad was a Mets fan. Like, that's why, like, when you see me with, like, a little bowl cut, I have, like, a Mets shirt on and stuff. Yeah. But even my dad week. but even my dad was, like, reading the paper and being like, strawberry ain't good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, those guys are nuts. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a story for another time. Yeah. But he was, like, a he was a fan, but he was also like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, definitely the underdog status, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my dad, I was talking like, the, the Devils. Yes, yeah, sure. Picking sure. the team at the bottom of the league, mm-hmm. watching them to go on to win the Stanley Cup in the right. 90s and stuff. Right, yeah. But the Mets are, like, yeah, almost like the same reason I think, like, comics are fans. Like, we're saying, like, Rock, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Bill Maher. It's the thing of, like, almost I think, like, those guys are watching them going, like, they're going to bomb. Right. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. And that's why they like them. Yeah. You know? And then when they're at their most, like, basically, like, taming the barbarians, mm-hmm. somehow Keith Hernandez is like, I can get these guys together. Yeah. And you're like, objectively, you would go like, Keith, there's no chance. <laughs> right. Part of the group is called the Scum Bunch. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's sitting over there doing crossword smoking cigarettes. I mean, if there's any, ever yeah. anybody who could do it, it's that guy. But, like, why would he believe in them? These guys don't know what a crossword is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because no matter how fucking dumb Lenny Dykstra was, they knew. Everybody he, has a role. We're all pushing in the same direction, and this guy wants to win as, as much as we do. Yeah. That's he's a wild, fucking man. idiot. 
Yeah. But he's, yeah. And that, that I probably, would you guess, borderline inspiration for Major League? Uh, that's all that's all I could think about. Yeah. 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 Because then you have you've got the Tom Berenger character yeah. in Major League, and that's the that's the Keith Hernandez. Yeah. Right. He's a veteran. He's not the catcher, but he is he's the veteran. Looks at the, yeah, the and goes, uh, I can make I can we we can win here. Right, right. Yeah, kind of like a Keith Hernandez, Gary Carter mix mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh and you know, you've got wild thing is maybe Doc Gooden. Right. right? Uh, Willie Mays Hayes is maybe uh, your Daryl Strawberries mm. or, or, or Mookie because he's a, Mookie, he's, a, he's yeah. a speedster. And then you got also you got fucking Serrano, who God knows who that is. That's, no, that's more like Strawberry. <laughs> and then you got Joe Boo, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Coke dealer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those movies are great, dude. That was phenomenal. I'm glad. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. Thought you'd enjoy that. I, 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 that was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Let's watch Major League One and Two soon. <laughs> I was amazed that that even the word cocaine wasn't dropped until after we took the first. I break. know. Yeah, I was like, when is this going to come into? Because cocaine baseball. Yeah, I mean that was just that was that was very that was, a, that was a cocaine team that played baseball. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They were moonlighting as MLB yeah. players. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was more publicized, I guess, because the Mets were successful. Yes. Yeah. They yes. were looked at more as right. the blocane. Right. And, and, you know, Pittsburgh's not a Coke town. <laughs> right. Coal town. Or out, a yeah. Steel town. It's barely even a town. Yeah. Sorry. A lot of baby laxative. Yeah. <laughs> it's cut dead. It's pretty stomped on pretty good. It's a baby laxative. By the time it gets to Pittsburgh, it's so stomped on. These guys are shitting their pants <laughs> on the field. <laughs> That's why they never won a series. That's why they got Pedialyte in the Gatorade cooler. <laughs> it's a great episode. It was fantastic. Uh, let's wrap it up. I'm going to say good night. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Peter. Episode. Good night. Good night, everybody. We love you. Podcast Network.